morning as we um, continue with our series and wrap it up um, as we talk about uh, confession and, and repentance and forgiveness. Um, this morning we focus on, on our deeds. There's two scripture readings that I'd like to share this morning as we talk about our deeds, our actions. The first one is from Romans chapter 3, beginning at verse 10, where St. Paul writes this. He says, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have turned all together, um, become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways. In the way of peace, they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. And the gospel for this morning is from Luke chapter 11, beginning at verse 37. In that first reading, St. Paul says, no one is righteous, not even one, not even the Pharisees who had this long to-do list and they thought they were, you know, they were checking it off and they thought they were doing pretty well. Um, But Jesus has something to say to them as well and he has something to say to us this morning too. In Luke chapter 11, verse 37, when Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went in and reclined at the table. But the Pharisee was surprised when he noticed that Jesus did not first wash before the meal. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees, you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. Foolish people, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But now as for what is inside you, be generous to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint, rue, and and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. We've been using this um, old confession from the traditional service as our our guide. Um, I confess to you, merciful God, that I have sinned against you in my thoughts in my words and in my deeds, by what I have done and by what I have left undone. How's that going for you? Two weeks ago, we discovered that God is concerned with not just what, uh, what we do, um, but he is also concerned about what we think. And uh, as we went through that um, whole message, and I had to admit that my thinking is not always so good. How about you? Uh, Last week, we talked about what we say. Uh, We talked about our words. And uh, I I took some time to listen to myself, and I found that my words are not always so kind or so helpful. And every once in a while, a bad word slips out. How about you? Well, here we come to today. Now, maybe if, uh, if I can't control my thoughts so well, and maybe if I can't control my, 
my words very well, maybe I will have more luck controlling my deeds and my actions. Maybe I thought, as I was thinking about this passage, maybe I could make a to-do list and just go down through this to-do list as I go through my day, you know, checking off the things that I, sh- that I uh, should not be doing. To-do lists are, are very popular things. They're advised for all of us who have lots and lots of things to do. And, uh, and I love to-do lists. I love to-do lists. I have books full of to-do lists. Um, every day, I make a list of what I have to do. How many of you do that? Every day, you, you know, at some point during the day, maybe at the very beginning of the day, you make a list of things that you, that you have to do. Well, as I go through the day, I check off all the things on my to-do list, going from one to the, ne- to the next, um, putting the most important, highest priority things at the top, and then just working my way down. So that by the end of the day, I can look at the list and I can see, oh, I've had a good day. I got all the way down to the bottom of my list. I have really gotten done what I needed to get done and what God wanted me to get done. Pharisees in our gospel are a lot like that. They were list makers. They, um, they used the commandments as a list of things to do. Um, you know, the, the first thing at the very top of their to-do list was don't make any idols. Don't bow down to statues. Um, don't misuse God's name. That was on their to-do list. Um, go to church. They were always in church when they were supposed to be in church. Don't disobey your parents. Don't murder anybody. Don't commit adultery. Don't cheat on your spouse. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't scheme about how to get what belongs to your neighbors. Uh, Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't eat without washing your hands and saying a prayer first. That was on their to-do list, too. That shows up in this gospel for today. Don't touch a grave or a dead person and make yourself unclean. That was on their list, and that comes up later in this chapter as well. Don't eat with Gentiles. Don't eat with non-Jews. Don't eat with tax collectors or prostitutes. Associate only with the good people. That was on their list. And one of my favorites on their list also was don't forget to tithe. Um, the Pharisees looked into the law. They looked into the first five books of Moses, and they came up with 613 commandments for their to-do list. Whoa, that's a lot of commandments. How do you deal with with such a huge to-do list? Turns out that the Pharisees dealt with their huge to-do list the same way that I deal with uh, with my to-do list. You put on your to-do list the things you like to do, the, the, uh, the things that are easy to do, um, not too many things, just the things that you can handle. High on their list was uh, washing your hands and saying a prayer before you eat. Um, not for health reasons, like your mother you know, used to tell you, you know, did you wash your hands? You noticed that we all washed our hands before we gave out communion today. Um, but uh, the, the Pharisees didn't do this in order to, uh, in order to satisfy the, the health commission. Um, no, they did it in order to demonstrate their holiness. Um, 
there's a really long explanation of this that comes from the law. Um, but it boils down to all of Israel is um, priests before God. And in the law, the law commands the priests, before they go into the temple and before they pray to God, before they come into God's presence, that they need to wash their hands. And, and more than that, they had to go through a whole ritual bath as well um, in order that they might show that they, were, that they were clean and could go into God's presence. Now, if all of Israel is uh, our priests, and if uh, a meal indeed is a holy kind of event, the family of Israel gathers together around a meal, we pray, we talk to God in this meal, um, then, uh, then it only stands to reason that the commands that are given to the priests in the Old Testament to uh, wash before they led the worship service also apply to all of the other members of Israel before they sit down to pray and uh, converse and commune with God around the table. So um, in order to demonstrate your holiness, not because it necessarily made you more healthy, um, you, would, uh, you would wash your fingers, the Pharisee says. You have to wash your fingers before you eat. Um, and so there was a bowl that was passed around the table. Um, the people would dip their fingers into it and, uh, and wash them, and you know, just the fingertips. And then, uh, and then they were clean, ritually clean, and they could continue with the meal and they could continue with the prayers. Um, it's kind of like, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. Your parents ever tell you that? Um, for the Pharisees, internally as, as well as externally. Well, these were things that, that they could manage. These were things that uh, the Pharisees were always already doing. They were things that they were good at. They were things that they could check off every day and make them feel, themselves feel good about. Things that they could use also to put other people down because that's exactly what they do with Jesus. He did not wash his, his uh, hands um, before he ate. Um, and, uh, and so they pointed their finger at him and said, you are not um, truly holy. He didn't wash his hands before this meal at the Pharisee's house. And a lot of times we can use the commandments in the same way in our lives as the Pharisees did too. We can use the, the commandments as a to-do list for us too. Um, don't um, bow down to any statues of Buddha. Check. Uh, don't swear. Mm, working on that one. But I got through yesterday. Check. Um, go to church. You all can mark that one off on your to-do list today. Okay. Um, don't disobey your parents. Check. Of course, I haven't talked to my mom in two weeks, so that's been kind of easier. Um, don't murder anybody. I haven't either. Um, don't steal. Check. Check, 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 check. Um, well, that's all well and good, Jesus says to the Pharisees. He, uh, he says to them, you know, you even tithe. You, uh, you tithe not just on your net. You, you, you tithe not just on your gross income, but, but you tithe on every little sprig of mint and every little piece of herb in your garden. But you don't go far enough, Jesus says to the Pharisees. Your list isn't long enough. Your list does not include, Jesus says, caring for the poor. 
Your list does not include doing what is just and right and fair for others. Your list just deals with you. It just deals with your own personal holiness and not with love for others. Martin Luther gets at this when he, explore, uh, when he explains all of the commandments, both in terms of what we are not supposed to do and what we are supposed to do. For instance, in the fifth commandment, um, Martin Luther says, um, you shall not murder. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we don't hurt or harm our neighbor in his body. Check. Haven't done that. Haven't hurt anybody yet today. Um, But, Luther says, help and befriend him in every bodily need. In order to keep the commandments um, and check them off, not only are there things that we're not supposed to do, we're not supposed to hurt our neighbor, we're not supposed to cheat on our spouse, we're not supposed to steal, we're not supposed to uh, use God's name to curse and swear, but if we're really going to keep the commandments, you know, and the the Pharisees, they, they had that together. But if we're really going to keep the commandments, then there are things that we are supposed to do. And those things that we are supposed to do flow out of our love for God and our love for others. And so, yeah, don't smack, you know, uh, the the person who has said something mean and nasty to you and uh, kick them in the knee. Don't hurt or harm them, but reach out and help them and serve them. And so... And so my neighbor in Syria, who is getting killed, I haven't killed anybody. But if I'm going to keep this commandment fully and completely, if I'm going to get to check this off my list, then what have I done in order to bring an end to that war or help those who are being um, persecuted and, um, and killed? My neighbor is also the one who is homeless and hungry. Um, what have I done? to help them. My neighbor who's getting bullied, you know, at school or at work, who's uh, being mocked and ridiculed because of the way they look or the clothes they wear or because they're gay or because um, they, uh, they don't do everything the way that everybody else does. All those kids being made slaves and trafficked for sex the unborn neighbors that we have who are threatened with abortion, the guy whose car is stalled along the road. What have we done to keep the fifth commandment in, uh, in the lives of those people? And all the commandments are like this. Commandment about stealing. I haven't stolen, but have I helped my neighbor to improve and protect his property and business? Um, I was really glad to hear that Mike was helping Sherry, the Velos, with, with their property. And um, no, don't go there. Okay. So, um, you know, providing a library of books for their farm yard, front yard. But, yeah. Is it still there? <laughs> Drive by Sherry's house on the way home. Okay. Anyway, um, but... Mike was just trying to improve and protect their property. Um, Seventh commandment. um, Sixth commandment, don't cheat on your spouse. Um, But at the same time, what have you done in order to um, compliment your spouse? What have you done to improve your marriage and your your relationship? Um, 
all the commandments um, have things that we are not to do, but they also include things that we are to do. Now, I, I put them all on my to-do list, and um, I come down to the end of the day, and there are so many things that I should do that I don't do, that I didn't do. And there are so many things as well that I shouldn't have done that I did. Come down to the end of the day, and there are all these things still to do. And I throw up my arms. I throw up my hands to God. And what can we do but recognize along with St. Paul in Romans chapter 3, there is no one righteous, not even one, not even me. All have turned away. We have turned away from God. We have turned away from Christ in these, in these people who are hurting, the people who have needed help all around us. We have turned away from him in our thinking, in our speaking, and in our doing. There is no one who does good, not even me. I'm not going to be saved by my to-do list. As St. Paul says, there is no one who will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law by keeping their to-do list. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. This long, long to-do list, not to mention the don't-do list, there is no way that I'm going to get through it. I have sinned in what I have done and in what I have not done. All that I can do then is throw myself on God's mercy. Thankfully, our God is not just a God of lists. Our God is a God of mercy. He is a God of love. When God saw that we were not measuring up, that we were not getting the work done, St. Paul says that God provided another way to be righteous. In chapter 3, St. Paul of Romans, Paul goes on to talk about the fact that God provided a way now for us to deal with the failures in our thoughts, the failures in our words, and the failures in our deeds in that way is through faith in Jesus Christ. There is no difference between people, St. Paul says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified, forgiven freely by his grace, by his love, through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. He sent his son to help us with our to-do lists. He came to, uh, to do the to-dos, Jesus did, to love, to give, to serve, to keep the commandments. And he came as well to take the penalty and the consequences for when we fall short. So we can go to bed at night and sleep peacefully. Not because we've gotten all the way through our to-do list and checked off everything that we should have done and that we should not have done. But we can go to bed at night and sleep peacefully and rest because our God loves us because he has sent his son for us, because he has paid for our failures, our mistakes, and, uh, and for, our, um, for our sins. Now, at night, before we go to bed, uh, the early church fathers and mothers said, it's a good practice to, uh, to stop and review your day. You know, to take out that to-do list and, and go down through the list and see what you haven't gotten done that you should have or done that you shouldn't have done. Um, to review that list, and um, the, the uh, early church saints said to, to confess to God then each day where we have failed to, um, to fulfill his purposes for us in that day. 
And having done that then, to give him those failures, to give him those mistakes, to give him those, those to-dos that we have not gotten done, to give them to him and let him take them away. He loves us. He cares about us. He, he has come and he has given his life for us so that we might be forgiven, so that we might have peace, so that we might have a new start in the morning. He promises us that our relationship with him is not based on checking off the list, but his relationship with us is based on, on his love for us and who we are in Christ Jesus. In him, regardless of how your to-do list is going, in him you are loved you are forgiven, you are precious and special to him. And so we can fall asleep tonight peacefully and wake up the next morning with a new beginning and a new start and a new opportunity to to do the do's that God lays before us. Each day, what a blessing that we can get up And we can start a new day, start a new day with Jesus Christ, knowing that he walks with us, turning to him and asking him for his help in our life to do the do's that we need to do, asking him for his wisdom and and guidance to know what it is that we should be doing in this day. Each day he he gives us a new opportunity to, to, to do the commandments, to love him, to love others to honor our parents, to um, serve our neighbor, to build up and, and provide for our neighbor's property and business. Every day, he gives us a new beginning and a new opportunity to show love and mercy to others. Every day, he gives us an opportunity to encourage the people around us in their life, not to use our to-do lists to judge them, to, to show them where they are not mat- matching up to God's standards or to ours. No, God gives us a new opportunity every day to reach out and, and walk with someone else, to encourage someone else, to help someone else every day. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is a new day began a little bit earlier than any of us were ready for, okay? But this day... God has given us this new opportunity to, um, to, to live for him, to love for him, to do for him. And, um, and a new day as well at the end of the day to um, rest ourselves in his love and, and know that we can sleep peacefully because he loves us. May the Lord grant us um, forgiveness and peace And a good night's sleep tonight. You'll need it because we didn't get as much sleep last night as we could have. Um, But may it be an untroubled sleep, um, regardless of how much you get done in your to-do list today. Because God loves you. He cares about you. And uh, he will give you a new day. Let us pray. Let's pray together. Most merciful God, I confess that I am in bondage to sin and cannot free myself. I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbor as myself. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me.
forgive me, renew me, and lead me so that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name.